Psychics with SwineZ and Napoleon. Hello listeners and welcome to another episode of I Like It with Swineshead and Napoleon. My name's Swineshead, hello, and I'm here with Napoleon. Napoleon, do you like it? I do like it, yes. Hello, hello everybody, hello. Hello everybody, um, and yeah, the stuff we're liking this week includes Eddie the Eagle Edwards. Eddie the Eagle Edwards. Lanyards. Derry Lee Dunkers, and what was the other one? Uh, Little Chef. Little Chef. So if you can imagine, ooh, Eddie the Eagle, wearing a lanyard, in a in Little a Chef, little chef. Yep. eating a Derry Lee Dunker. What a sight. Well, behold. first of all, I'd wonder why on earth uh, the staff, the management of Little Chef, would let Eddie the Eagle uh, sit in their restaurant eating somebody else's food. That's what I'd, that, That'd be my first thing. I'd think. I imagine they'd be eating it furtively, maybe even in the toilet, because, yeah, you, you, so that's contraband. So what we've got is, is Eddie the Eagle secretly eating a Dairy Lee Dunker in the toilet of a little chef whilst wearing a lanyard. Yeah. What an amazing image that is! And what a show coming up. The stuff we talked about, you would not believe. In fact, I couldn't believe it, because I was all set to talk about one of your items, which was Helvellyn in the Peak District, but you dumped it last minute... After I've done so much research and replaced it with Little Chef, which I know very little about. Well, uh, for a start, you're wrong, uh, because uh, Helvellyn isn't in the Peak District, it's in the Lake District. And I have very, very, very good reasons why I dumped uh, my Helvellyn art. I have very, very good reasons why I dumped my Helvellyn bit, so stick them up your ass. All of my reasons. First thing, Lake District, Peak District, same thing. No, it's not. Pretty much is. No, it isn't. What were your reasons? Uh, I had many and varied reasons. Uh, one of them was that the material I'd written for it wasn't very good. Um, uh, second reason was I'd actually written a song about the Lake District, uh, but I forgot to send it to uh, music man Nick Tan. Hello, Nick. Hello, Nick. And uh, the third reason was um, I was a bit busy uh, selfishising charity singles at the time. Selfishising? Yeah, selfishising. What's that mean? Uh, when you when, when you make charity singles all about yourself. How does that... Well, give me an example. Uh, okay, uh, we are the world. Here we go. I am the world. I am the people. You see? So another example might be, do I know it's Christmas time at all? Uh, do, yeah, do they know it's Christmas would be, do I know it's Christmas? Yes, I do. You see? A fun thing I like to do with that song is change it to other times, like... It's breakfast time, and then sing about the breakfast I'm about to prepare. I'm eating bacon and eggs. It's crisp, no, breakfast time. I've got some bean juice on me legs. That kind of thing. That's That would be a really good opening verse, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, you've you've breakfastized uh, the song there. Was I like to selfishize? you like to breakfastize. Yeah, there's many poss- possibilities there, actually. I'm quite, my mind is expanding as I think about it. I love this. I love this. I'm going to think of other charity singles I can make all about me now. I'll do the same with breakfast. But yeah, so you dumped Hell Vellum basically because I had some facts 
that prove that it's not likable. Well, you didn't actually have any facts. Your fact that you came to me uh, over the internet was that 7,000 people had died on Hellville in last year. No, this which year is alone. No, this year alone. That's nonsense. Helvellyn has not killed more people than Mount Everest. Well, do your research. That's the facts. Well, I don't need to do any research, because so we're not doing Helvellyn. We're doing Little Chef. So I hope you enjoy that. And you, Swineshead, can stick it up your arse, mate. Facts don't care about your feelings, mate. Yeah, well, feelings don't care about your facts. So, uh, what do you like this week? This week, Napoleon, I'm loving and liking Dairy Lee Dunkers. Do you like them? Uh, nope. What's your problem with Dairy Lee Dunkers before we get into the nitty gritty of them? Uh, right, well, I've, uh, I've, I've done a little speech, uh, if you'd like to listen to that. Does it involve um, kind of National Socialist leaders loving Dairy Lee Dunkers? Uh, no, it doesn't, actually. Uh, I knew you'd ask me this. Uh, you just thought I was going to uh, accuse you of being Adolf Hitler again, wouldn't, didn't you? Yes? Well, there is a pattern emerging, but go for it. Right, here we go. Dairy Lee Dunkers, Dairy Lee Spunkers, more like. The only people who eat Dairy Lee Dunkers are murderers, psychopaths and children. And they can be excused because children are idiots. You know who liked Dairy Lee Dunkers? Henry VIII. And he was a wife-murdering tyrant. There we go. That's the end of the speech. That's the end of the speech. Well, did you like it? I didn't like it, and I suppose we're going to have to put up with that sort of thing at the start of everything that I like, are we, that you don't uh, like? No, uh, actually, because your next uh, like, uh, it, it doesn't involve that. So there, ha ha ha, I win. Okay, cool. Well, can I just be clear that we're talking about the normal tubes or the jumbo tubes, but definitely not the breadsticks? Oh, well... It- uh, isn't oh no right I see the tubes of, of of stuff that you dunk into the the dairy lee yeah why don't you like the breadsticks the breadsticks are disgusting in any format aren't they they're kind of a 1970s nibble that are well out of fashion and have no place in a dairy lee dunker box N- nothing wrong with a 1970s nibble mate well I thought you might say that but another good thing about dunkers which I particularly like is they're kind of a self-assembly food are you a fan of that uh, self-assembly foods, no, I, I like normal food, uh, even though I suppose you have to assemble that, don't you, really? Yeah, in some ways, but what I like is that you get a packet, and in the packet are all the things that you need. So I'm thinking Muller yogurts, you know, where you pour the little flavoured bits into your yoghurt. Don't like them. Yeah, I don't really like yoghurt at all, not sure why I mentioned them. I like yoghurt. It's a bit anti-Greek, actually, to say you don't like yoghurt. It's not anti-Greek, I love the Greeks. Yeah, but you don't like yoghurt, though, do you? Not a big fan. Um, Transformer snacks. Uh, I like them, but uh, to be fair, they don't actually work very well, do they? they? You can either not fit the wheel on the on the axle, or you, you can fit them on, but they all fall off again. Well, only if you're a poor engineer. You're a poor engineer, by the sound I'm of it. I'm not a poor, crisp engineer. How dare you? Well, it sounds like you are, if you've never successfully made a Transformer snack uh, being into a Transformer snack car. I have, I've made it, I've done it very successfully many times. It's just that it all collapses once I've made them. I'm struggling to think of more self-assembly foods now I think of it. Uh, there's those other ones where you get like a, uh, a cracker and a piece of ham and a piece of cheese. 
Yeah, they're rubbish, they are. Yeah, Lunchables? Yeah, that's the one. What a good name, though, Lunchables. It is a good name, but unfortunately it's wasted on Lunchables. Very, very true. I I can think of one other self-assembly thing, but it takes a bit of outside-the-box, pushing-the-envelope thinking. Right. So Monster Munch, when you get a pickled onion Monster Munch and you grab a small silver-skinned pickled onion and pop it in the pickled onion Monster Munch crevice, you get Mm. double your money. You ever tried that? That's just ruining Monster Munch. And anyway, can you can you do that anymore? Yeah, you can still do that. There's a big enough crevice. Yeah, there's a big enough crevice. Yeah. I don't like pickled onions, though. You don't like pickled onions? No, I don't like pickled onions. It's not, it's, it's, it's not a, a legal requirement that you like pickled onions. I like pickled eggs. Yeah, I like pickled eggs. I like pickled everything. I like pickled uh, eggs more than you do, but I don't like uh, pickled onions. I only really like two type pickle things. I like pickled beetroot and pickled eggs. Yeah, what else can you pickle? Uh, well, you can pickle everything, mate. Gherkins? You name it. You name it. And I'll say if you can pickle it. Gherkins. Pickle it. Uh, oh God, I'm stopping. We're, we're going to keep with this. Let me just think of something. All right. Pear, pears. Yeah, you can pickle them. Pickle it. Bread. Pickle it. Martin Daniels? Pickle it! I'm not sure you can pickle Martin Daniels. Of course you can pickle uh, Martin Daniels. Anyway, would you like to play my new game? Oh, there's a game, is there? There's a game, yeah, there's a game. It's called the Dairy League Game. Brackets that isn't Bullseye, yeah? Do you know normal Dairy League? Not your awful Dairy League that you like. Your normal bog-standard, inner-wheel, triangular Dairy Leagues. Uh, Yeah, I know it very well. I'm a big fan. Right, well, we're going to play the Dairy League game, and it's not Bullseye. So, uh, you know, if the, the, the people who own Bullseye are listening, this isn't your game, okay? So now, I'd like you to visualise the wheel of Dairy Lee cheese. Are you doing this? Yeah, what dimensions is it? Uh, well, we've got, we've got eight triangles in a wheel. Okay, but is it standard size, or is it like a big game show size? It's a, well, it's a big game show Dairy Lee size. So imagine like a giant Dairy Lee, yeah? I yeah. mean, Jesus, you'd never be able to eat this, even if you were like, I don't know, Jeff Capes. Nobody can eat that amount of Dairy Lee. So it's Wheel of Fortune-sized Dairy Lee wheel? Uh, well, not Wheel of Fortune either, again, for copyright reasons. It's the Dairy Lee game that isn't Bullseye or Wheel of Fortune, okay? Okay, I've got it. Right, and now you have a set of categories, yes, which in yes. no way resemble the Bullseye categories, and they are as follows. Faces, places, sports, showbiz, history, books, uh, and spelling. So, uh, would you like to pick a category? Yeah, are we going to work our way through all of these, are we? Yeah, we're going to work our way through all of them, yes. Jesus, how long are we going to be here for? Uh, Hours. Books. Books. Who wrote The Three Musketeers? Uh, Frenchman. (laughs) Uh, No, my friend, it was John Craven. Would you like to pick another category? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Showbiz. Showbiz. In a fight between King Kong and Barry Manilow, who would win? King Kong. No, I'm afraid it's Barry Manilow, because he would lull King Kong into a false sense of security with his Copacabananas. Very nice. Do you see? What would, so you got that wrong. What would you like next? I'll go for places, please. Uh, places. In what Warwickshire city would you find Warwick Castle? Uh, what? 
In what Warwickshire city would you find Warwick Castle? Warwick. No, it's Leeds. Would you like to pick another one? That's in Yorkshire. No, it's not. Uh, Faces. They say every face tells a story. What would the story of your face be? It would be a a beautiful romance. No, it says uh, you're a bit of a gump. What does that mean? That's the answer, isn't it? Can you pick another category, please? Uh, What have I got left? Uh, You've got sport, uh, spelling. You've got sport and spelling, that's it. Sport. Okay, you'll get this. Uh, What was unique about the game between Arsenal and Sheffield United on the 22nd of January, 1927? Uh, Did Martin Daniels referee? No, a dog got on the pitch and done a big poo. And your final category, spelling. How do you spell significant? S-I-G-N-I-F-I-C-A-N-T. Ooh, it says uh, here your guess is as good as mine, mate. Okay, well, would you like to hear a mystery about Dairy Lee? Uh, I'd love to hear a uh, mystery about uh, Dairy Lee. Is it a dirty mystery? I'd like your thoughts on it. The Dairy Lee account was a prolific tweeter, but it stopped tweeting in May of this year. What's going on there? Maybe it's been murdered by the uh, laughing cow. Do you reckon there's beef between the cow and the, and the cheese? There's definitely beef be- between the uh, cow and the cheese, mate. They hate each other. How do you know this? Throw Primula into the mix, and it's, it's, a, it's a cheese nightmare. Napoleon, for the first time this week, what do you like? With great sadness, it is the little chef. The little chef as opposed to a happy eater? Uh, Well, I mean, yeah, a happy eater. They died a death years ago. Irrelevant. Irrelevant. Hang on, which one died first? A happy eater died first. Uh, Little chef limped on for years and years and years. Um, Happy eater was gone, I think, before the 1990s. I don't think I was ever allowed to set foot in either a Happy Eater or a Little Chef. I think my parents were too frugal for that. Really? I've eaten in loads of Little Chefs, mate. What's the best dish on the menu? Uh, well, it's obvious, isn't it? The Olympic breakfast. Uh, two rashes of bacon, a sausage, two fried eggs, mushrooms, sautéed potatoes, half a tomato, Heinz baked beans and toast or fried slice. You can't have both. How many slices do you get if you order toast? Uh, I, think, I think you get the standard two slices. That's not enough. Or got. You don't get anything anymore because the little chef's dead. So when did it die? Do you want to pay tribute? They killed, I will, but actually I do want to pay tribute. I've written a, well, it's not a speech actually, it's an ode. A lament. A lament. An ode. Is that the right word? Well, an ode would be a poem, wouldn't it? Well, here we go then. Here's my ode. Oh, little chef, you died a death. That was, that, well, fuck it. Here we go again. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, little chef, you died a death that was not necessary. Oh, little chef, he was put to death. Now he's dead and buried. The little chef has been and gone. No more breakfast to dispense. Oh, little chef, you died a death. It makes no fucking sense. What do you think of that? 
It was borderline beautiful, that was. Thank you. Thank you. I was quite proud of that. Yeah, never went to a little shelf, chef. And also, you told me this at the last minute, so I did no research on this one whatsoever. Well, luckily for you, my friend, that doesn't matter because uh, in honour of the Olympic breakfast, I've come up with a new game. Excellent. It's called, get this, the Breakfast Olympics. So what, are we going to do a whole Olympics based on Little Chef? We are going to do the entirety of the Olympic Games, but it's all based on on the Little Chef. Well, uh, mainly the the Olympic breakfast. Okay. And and I'm taking part in this, am I? Yeah, you you are competing in the Breakfast Olympics, you see? Okay. Right, well, the first event, obviously, the boring bit. If anybody watches the Olympics, they know the first week is only bloody swimming, isn't it? That's, that's the only thing that goes on at the Olympics in the first week, swimming. Yeah? Right, yeah. Nobody likes swimming. Not even the people who swim like swimming. Anyway, right, your first event, swimming. Here we go. What bit of a full English breakfast would be most likely to win the 200-metre backstroke? Uh, a baked bean because it lives in fluid. No, the bacon, because it's back bacon. Nothing else on a full English as a back. Don't be daft. You see? I I apologise for being daft. Okay, right, we're moving on to your next event, which is the cycling. Are you ready for this? Yeah. Do you like cycling? Me personally, no, I haven't cycled in a long time because London roads are unforgiving. Ah, right, you get run over. Exactly. Right, well, you don't worry, you don't get run over at the Breakfast Olympics because there's no cars. So here we go. If gold medal winner Laura Trott ate far too many baked beans and the beans were on the turn and gave her the shits, what would she change her name to? Laura's got the trots? No, Laura Diarrhea, you see? Not really. doesn't make sense. Right, we move on to the next event, which is horse dancing. If you made a sausage machine gun that fired sausages instead of bullets, how many rounds of sausages would it take to knock a horse over? Uh, That's impossible to quantify, but I'm going eight. No, it's 50,000 sausages, do you see? Uh, Where would you get all these sausages from? Well, you, 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 it's like a normal machine gun, like a clip, yeah, but instead of bullets, it's full of sausages. So they've, it's, they've been pre-manufactured, mate, probably by British Aerospace. Okay, this this quiz is a flight of fancy. It's, it's baffling. Uh, no, it isn't. Finally, the, the, the big one, track and field. Are you ready for this? Yes. In miles per hour, how fast are Usain Bolt's farts? They're going to be fast. They are going to be fast, mate. Eight they are fast, aren't they? Fast, yeah, yeah. Fast farts. Fast farts. 10,000 miles an hour. Ooh, no, it's 700 miles an hour or 850 miles an hour if he's been on the beans. Well, that's the thing. There are many different textures and expulsions when it comes to trumping. Well, there is indeed, yes. So it's a spectrum. What's a spectrum? Usain Bolt's fart. Yeah, but farts aren't like uh, autism.
I like it. So, uh, what's your next item this week? Well, Napoleon, I like lanyards. Hey! Hey! Who doesn't love a lanyard? Who doesn't love a lanyard? Who doesn't love a lanyard? Fuck it, I can't say it now. Who doesn't love a lanyard? Hey! Who doesn't love a lanyard? No, but everybody loves lanyards. Um... What do we know about lanyards? A lanyard means that you mean business. It certainly does mean that you mean business. Uh, I've written a, a short speech about lanyards. Would you like to hear that now? Absolutely. Who doesn't love a lanyard? Traitors, that's who. The sort of people who would sell their country to its enemies for 30 pieces of silver. Don't like a lanyard? Then you should be deported, or even better, hanged. What do you think? Yeah, it was nice and punchy, that, wasn't it? Uh, it was, wasn't it? Yeah, I, I, I made no bones about it. If anybody thought there was bones involved in that, there wasn't. Because uh, there was no bones. See? That was bone. It was filleted as far as I could tell. Bone free. Like boneless, mate. It was like going into the KFC and saying, Can I have a chicken leg? But uh, if you have any bones in there, you're going to be deported or hanged. Uh, yeah, I love a lanyard. They basically mean. I love a lanyard. You're in, you're in the club. You mean business. You access all areas. You are in. Well, not necessarily. I've had, I've had uh, lanyards with uh, passes on them where I haven't had access to all areas. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, you, you get different passes. If you go to rock concerts and what have you, yeah, you'll get given different ones. So uh, one of the fellas I was with, he had an AAA, yeah, AAA, eh, eh, eh. But we didn't. We had a sort of AA, or so it a- would be ASA, I suppose. Access some areas. Yeah, that sounds a bit like you're a bit of a beta character. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I was, I was in the B team. I was, uh, I was second best. Uh, effectively. And what it basically meant was I could have a wander around backstage, but I couldn't get close enough to murder any of the celebrities. So which rock concert was this? Uh, this was at, uh, it was, what was it called now? Uh, it was called Hard Rock Hell. It took place in a horrible holiday camp in Wales. Yeah, that does sound like hell. Pontins Holiday Gulag. I went to a Christian festival at Pontins Holiday Gulag once. Why did you go to a Christian festival? You're not a Christian. No, I fancied a girl. It was that sort of thing. Oh, it was that kind of thing, was it? Yeah. Did did that work out? Um, well, not really. I mean, look at me. Sat on my own. Oh, poor old you. So, well, at least you've got lanyards to cheer you up. That's the thing. I've got a whole pile of lanyards. And I had kind of the opposite situation when I had a fantastic job in the television industry. Yeah. In that I would get triple A treatment, my friend. Ooh, so you could get up close and murder the celebrities. I could, but the thing is, I was working on the kinds of shows where in the backstage area, the best you're going to get is Chico time or a Gordon Ramsay impersonator. There's no point going to prison uh, because you've murdered a Gordon Ramsay impersonator. That's ridiculous. If you're going to go to prison, you want to murder the actual Gordon Ramsay. Are you saying on the record, on iTunes, on Spotify and all other podcast providers that you would like to go to prison for murdering Gordon Ramsay. No, I'm saying if you're going to go to prison, yeah, you might as well go for a big gun, yeah, not an impersonator. That's what I'm saying here. I'm not saying, me personally, Napoleon here, I am not saying I want to murder Gordon Ramsay and go to prison for it. You're putting words into my mouth. Okay, um, just playing the hypothetical game, if you had to go to prison for murdering a celebrity, who would the celebrity be? Oh, um, 
it's got to be somebody big, mate. Uh, really big. Uh, I'd go for Pam Ferris. Whoa. Yeah. See what I mean? Going global. That is worth going to prison for. Murder. If I had an access all areas pass to backstage at uh, the Darling Buds of May, yeah, I would murder Pam Ferris uh, and I would think it was worth it when I went to prison. Fair play. I'm not sure how you get on in the slammer, though. Uh, what, having murdered Pam Ferris, I imagine I'd be murdered immediately. Yeah, there's a lot of Ferris fans inside. Yeah, the inside is full of Ferris fans, mate. Ferris, Ferris here, Ferris there, Ferris bloody everywhere. You see? So, Lanyard, did you know it's a French invention? Uh, uh, no, of course it's not a French invention, it's British! It comes from the word lanyard. No, no it doesn't. So what, have you an alternative theory on, on where it got its name and what it is? Uh, it's uh, British, and the best, my favourite lanyard of all time ever, I would say, is one that says police on it. What? what? The, the, the rock band, the police? No, not the, the police, the police! Police don't wear a lanyard, do they? Yeah, they do. Have you never seen Line of Duty? No, I don't watch that. Right, well, in there, they've got lanyards and they've got police written on them. and They're, they're rather cool. I like one of those. You could probably get one on eBay. What, a police lanyard? Is that legal? Probably not. Right, well, in that case, would you like to play my new game? Oh, there's a game, is there? Yeah, there is, yes. As per usual, it's called Lanyard or Spaniard. You see? Yeah, very clever. As in Spaniard? Yep. Right, it's very simple, yeah. I'm going to read out uh, some things which are either Spaniards or Lanyards, yeah? Well, you're, they don't even scan, do they? Well, no, Lanyard. Lanyards or Spaniards, you see? There's no such thing as a Spaniard. Yeah, there is. It's Spaniard. It's Spaniard in brackets. Can you just play along with my game, please? Yeah. So, for each one of these I'm reading out, you either say Lanyard, yes, or you say yep. Spaniard, you see? Okay. Here we go. Diego Velasquez. Spaniard. Correct. A strap holding an access all areas pass for a 1983 Iron Maiden concert. Lanyard. Correct. Queen Isabella of Spain. Spaniard. Correct. Miguel de Cervantes. Spaniard. Correct. A strap holding a pass allowing access to an insurance convention held held at the Birmingham NEC in 1994. Lanyard. Correct. Penelope Cruz. Spaniard. Correct. Rafael Nadal. Spaniard. Correct. And for your final, and this is for a full house, this is the first time you've ever done this, a strap holding a pass to the Mucky Films Awards, the year Sasha Grey won for drinking a medically unsafe amount of man batter. Ooh. Lanyard. Yay! What? A full house! All my dreams have come true. You've won it! You've won! Finally, you've won! What do I win? Lanyards! Right, so the final item of this week, what do you like? Eddie the Eagle! Yay! Yay, Eddie the Eagle. Do you like Eddie the Eagle? I like Eddie the Eagle, Edwards. Um, You don't seem about much these days, but when was it? Early 90s, he was in his heyday? 
Uh, well, yeah, I mean, following on from obviously the 1988 uh, Winter Olympic Games. So uh, from from whatever that whatever year that was, I think it might have been 1988, uh, up to when people got fed up with him. So probably about 1993. I think this was, I was 10 years old. So it was probably the first time in my life I realised the British attitude to naffness and yes. cel- celebrating naffness. Yes. Yeah. So what do you like about him? Well, I like everything about Eddie the Eagle. I like the fact that he got to the Olympic Games. Uh, I like the fact that uh, he was rubbish. I like the fact that uh, he was from Gloucestershire, so he, he therefore had a, a kind of comedy West Country accent, which just added to it. I like the fact that he uh, wore bottle-bottom uh, spectacles, which made his eyes really big, and he looked really gormless. Uh, I like the fact he had a moustache. I like the fact that um, he uh, went on and was a plumber and then decided to become a lawyer, which was a bit weird. I just like everything about Eddie the Eagle. He's great. My main question, looking back on Eddie the Eagle, Edwards, is... Surely contact lenses existed back then. Uh, yeah, they did indeed. But uh, without those glasses on, yeah, he, 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 they wouldn't have steamed up if he'd had contact lenses. And so, therefore, some of the comedy value would have uh, been missing, you see. But then he could have been a competitor. Uh, well, he didn't want to be, did he? Well, apparently he's quite a handy downhill skier. Well, he might well be, but he's, he's not a very good show jumper. Well, history has proven that to be true. Actually, no, ski jumper, show jumper would make Eddie the Eagle a horse. Yeah, he's not a dancing horse, is he? No, he's not, yeah, it's not Eddie the horse, is it? If anybody's listening and thinks Eddie the Eagle is a horse, well, I'm sorry, you're wrong, he's, he's an eagle, he's not a horse. Well, he's not actually an eagle. No, that's sort of a metaphorical name, isn't it? It is, really. Would you like to hear my speech? Uh, yeah. Here's to Eddie the Eagle Edwards, the plucky Gloucestershire lad who fulfilled his dreams of coming last at the 1988 Winter Olympics thanks to hard work, dedication and a natural inability to do ski jumping well. We love people like Eddie in Britain because he's the plucky underdog. The Germans, on the other hand, would have had him executed. Shame on them. What do you think? I'm not sure that's true. It's a bit, yeah, the Germans, are you sure they'd have been that brutal? I think the Germans would have executed Eddie the Eagle Edwards. Uh, the Finnish wouldn't. Did you know that he lived for a brief time in a Finnish mental hospital? Uh, I do, yes. I, uh, th- this is when he couldn't basically afford to uh, uh, live in a hotel, wasn't it? Uh, so he lived in a mental institution instead. Yeah, it's not the first place I'd choose to live in. What, a, a mental institution? Yeah, I used to work in one, and they're not very pleasant places. Would you prefer to be in a mental institution? Say you'd murdered Pam Ferris... Uh, for example, would you rather be sent to a mental institution or a prison? I'd be on the run, mate. They'd never catch me. Yeah, they would catch you. You can't. You, you, you can't. Uh, you, you can't run very fast. I'm a very fast runner. They'd send that. Uh, what's his name off a hunted on Channel Four after you. He'd have, he'd, he'd have you caught in about uh, two days, I reckon. Nah, no chance. You'd be hiding out. Uh, probably by this stage you'd have lost all your clothes so you'd be there in your underpants in a wood crying and then there he is here's Swineshead that was easy get him to a mental institution or a prison because he's murdered Pam Ferris how would I have lost my clothes? because you, you, you're an idiot I'd sleep in my clothes I wouldn't take my clothes off <laughs> well, no, yeah, but after two days you'd be bewildered your head would be full of noises and you'd just be end up in your underpants in a wood I'd be fine. After those two days, I'd be running towards the boat and just about to leap on. No, no, you wouldn't. You'd be in your underpants in a wood in probably somewhere near Birmingham. 
And weirdly, you'd started out in Glasgow. You've no idea how you got there, but you're in your underpants, and here comes Peter Bexley, the, the TV policeman, your cult mate, your fatty nick mate. How do you like that? Right, moving on. Eddie goes dancing up to four nights a week and loves swing and jazz. Uh, I don't love uh, jazz very much. I went to I've been to jazz clubs uh, back when I was trying to make myself look sophisticated. That didn't really work. Got drunk. Who were you trying to make yourself look sophisticated for? Uh, for my good lady wife. Okay. You see, but yeah, you know, as per usual, got drunk. Probably had an argument. Didn't like the jazz. Talked over it. Talked over the jazz. There's not much good jazz, is there? No, jazz is rubbish. If you like jazz, uh, you're wrong. There's one good jazz song, and that is In The Mood. That's swing, isn't it? Well, he likes jazz and swing, so it counts. Oh, so, well, yeah, I suppose, well, to me, that'd be half a decent night out, then. Fair play. Uh, Did you know Eddie's recorded two songs in the Finnish language? Uh, No, of course he hasn't. He has. He got to number two in Finland. Really? Yeah, the first song was called Edin Having trouble with the uh, pronunciation here. Go on, then. Edien Siveya, or Fly Eddie Fly. Right, maybe like Fly Like an Eagle. Uh, well, yeah, Fly Eddie Fly, as though he's got like an eagle's wing, wingspan, I suppose. Yeah, yep. Second song that got to number two was called Munimeni on E2. Do you know what that means? Uh, would it mean, uh, does it mean I've murdered Pam Ferris? Help, help me, I'm in the woods in my underpants. No, it means my name is Eddie. That's a terrible name for a song. My name is Eddie. Yeah, he went on tour I mean, with that song. For you know, it could be any Eddie, couldn't it? If you think about it, it could be Eddie Large. Trying to think of other Eddies. Uh, what famous Eddies? You got Eddie the Eagle. Yep. Eddie Large. Yep. Freddie Starr. No, that's that's Freddie, mate. I think you've just exhausted the amount of famous Eddies. Freddie Mercury. No, that's Freddie, mate. That's not Eddie. Um, and uh, Eddie Eddie Mays. Who's Eddie that? Mays? Eddie Mays. I don't know who you that see? is. Who's Eddie Mays? Well, he's Eddie Mays, isn't he? Okay. Uh, any more on Eddie the Eagle? Yeah, I've got some Eagle facts for you. Some Eagle facts. You ready? Are they better than the facts I've already given? Uh, these are much better than your facts, because uh, these are real facts. Not, not, not made up stuff about uh, songs Eddie the Eagle didn't sing. You well, they're, they're real, but continue. Right, the, my facts are real, actually. Here we go. Right, fact number one. Are you ready for this? Mm-hmm. A golden eagle has a wingspan of up to 2.3 metres. Incidentally, that's the same length as Steve McFadden stood on a stool looking over a wall at a couple from Luton having it off in the back of a Nissan Almera. Right, well, Eddie the Eagle didn't feature in that at all, did he? These are eagle facts. They're not Eddie facts. Yeah, Eddie's an eagle, though, isn't he? Well, only metaphorically. Fact number two. A bald eagle can weigh up to 6.3 kilograms. That's the same weight as a turd dropped by Steve McFadden on the morning of August the 16th, 1993, following an incorrect decision to have eight extra fried eggs on his Olympic breakfast that Steve took the day before. Okay. See? I see. Right, the average lifespan of a crowned eagle is 14 years. That's the same length of time it would take Steve McFadden to visit every single dogging hotspot in Western Europe. I am a bit concerned that this is about Eddie the Eagle Edwards. 
Uh, well, this is about eagles, you see. This is an eagle fact. Eddie is an eagle. We've established that. He's not a horse. He's an eagle. Yeah? And these are eagle facts. But if we'd done a section on Eddie Large, then it's like you're just talking about large things. Uh, no, I'm not. I'm talking about eagles. Eddie's an eagle. You don't seem to be appreciating this fact. Just let's get through it. Right. Uh, fact number four. A Stella's sea eagle lays up to three eggs from off of its arse. If Steve McFadden laid three eggs from off of his arse, the eggs wouldn't turn into sea eagles. They would turn into little angry bald egg monsters. Do eggs come out of birds' asses? Yeah, they come out of birds' asses. Yeah, hey, birds haven't really got like uh, bits, bits and bobs, have they? They've, they've just got like a, a, a hole at the back. Right. What? Well, so it's like a, a dual function thing. Yeah, like platypuses. You see. I suppose sometimes you see bird poo on your eggs, don't you? Makes sense. Uh, you, yeah, you do, yeah. So, uh, any ornithologist listening, uh, there's a fact for you. You Good see? Good fact. Good fact. Good fact. Eagle fact. Finally, here we go. Do you want my final eagle fact? Yes, please. Finally, if Eddie the Eagle and Steve McFadden had an Olympic breakfast eating competition, Steve would win because Eddie's irritable bowel syndrome would prevent him from eating more than six breakfasts, whereas Steve can eat an infinite amount of Olympic breakfasts. No, that can't be a fact. Yeah, that's a fact. Nobody can eat infinite breakfasts. Uh, Yeah, Steve McFadden can. But that means he'd have to sit there eating it for an infinite amount of time. Yeah, Steve, uh, as we speak, in a little chef somewhere in Britain sits Steve McFadden eating an infinite number of Olympic breakfasts. What a beautiful image. (laughs) 